This is an Aviation Special. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. Uh, each year, uh, Systems Contractor News puts together their list of Hall of Fame inductees. It is the SDN Hall of Fame. And uh, th- th- what we're doing is we are going to interview each and every one of them, uh, the lucky and uh, very much deserving uh, recipients of this year's the, the Class of 2020's Hall of Fame. With me today to talk about her induction is my buddy Charmaine Torello. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Congratulations, first and foremost. Um, I'm going to ask everybody this. And, and uh, do you do you feel like you belong in a Hall of Fame? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do I feel like it? I don't know. Um, that's the only thing I could say. Am I glad that I'm there? Absolutely. See, I, I would argue uh, everybody on this list and... Um, you are you are the first recording that I'm doing, and so I will I'll say this uh, probably every time I do these. Uh, everybody on this list is deserving. I just don't know why in the heck I'm there. Uh, so, um, but but you know you you've done an awful lot with with diversity. Um, you've done a lot in your career, and you have made you're you're one of those um, folks outside of anything you've done with diversity, outside of anything you've done with the the Avixa Women's Council just flat out looking at, at, at you and your career from a, a technology standpoint, you came from IT, right? You came from telephony. So talk yes. about, you know, that, that transition and, and, you know, where you came from and how it's helped you because as the industry has evolved, you have already been there, right? You, you were one of those folks that, that when we started putting things on the network, you're like, all right, I got this. I'm, I've been there, done that. Let's let, this is how we do this. How'd that help you? Well, it helped me a lot because when I came to AV, one thing I noticed that AV wasn't really um, savvy enough in knowing how to play with the IT side of the customer uh, side, right? They didn't, when I came here, it's like, okay, we don't, yeah, that's not us. That's IT, that's network. Nope, that's not us. We're AV, that's like, and it was just this siloed type of thinking that, nope, that's not us. We toss it back to the customer. For me, I'm like, okay, I came from the side. I know what they want and what they're looking for. Let me bridge the gap a little bit. It's okay. I know it's not AV, but um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bridge the gap between the two sides so you can both talk better and speak better about what you want to do for this solution and then have an under- each one understand each other a little bit better because that's that's how it's helped me. It helped me to do that in a lot of customer instances as well as internally within my own establishments, you know, where I teach them as to how, you know, most of the decision makers were coming to AV from the IT side and they weren't really that knowledgeable about AV. They just, you know, hired us as a vendor execute the AV piece. They had some knowledge, but a not a com- comprehensive one. And we had to help educate them more. So teaching a lot of people that I worked with in the different organizations of AV, how to better work with those types of decision makers that are predominantly IT people. And that's how it's really helped me. So I'm able to effectively communicate better, help my team communicate better with those decision makers and help them really develop a better synergy because I think that's what I found missing when I came to AV. So, so let's, let's kind of unpack the, the education part a little bit, because today, if, if you're talking to a 24, 25 year old tech, helping them understand the, the IT part or helping them, you know, unpack the, Hey, this is how this, this network works is a, is a vastly different conversation 
than talking to a 40-year-old tech 10 years ago. So yes. talk, about, talk about that evolution where 10 years ago, trying to, to, to convince someone who had been doing this for maybe 10 or 15 years that things are changing, kids, right? Things are changing and, and this, is how we, this is how we do this. Is, is it easier now to, to kind of walk people through and, and maybe walk the, the younger text through as it, as it was maybe 10 years ago to somebody who was already set in their ways? Yeah, it's easier for the younger techs. You know, for the younger techs, they're a lot more open to learning a little of everything and not just specifically AV. You know, for them in their own personal lives, you know, network things that are more IT uh, centric play into their lives all the time as 10 years ago where people were already set in their ways. Most of the traditional AV guys were mainly audio guys. You know, there's a lot of audio guys and it's, you know, things are done a certain way and video wasn't much of, you know, their purview back then. They were mainly audio focused. Video started coming into that world. They learned it, but now videos, you know, videos, the piece of AV that kind of transformed a lot more rapidly than the audio piece. Now streaming, all those other things. And that's where the younger techs, they know that's how they live. They live with Netflix. They yeah. live all of that, right? So they know, they get it, they understand it. And it's easier because of that. It's there, it's a generational um, ease. Um, this generation has a better ease and comfort because it's already used to them already. So, yeah. Well, and, and not only that, but, but you know, even 10 years ago, we had, you know, networked audio uh, and, and networked video was just getting started, but we already had Covernet by then, right? We already had, you know, um, you know, sending audio down down the network, but it, it's been that evolution. It's been interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking with Charmaine uh, Torella, one of the members of the Hall of Fame for SCN for this year. I, I do want to. I, I don't want to gloss over this, but I did want to, you know, kind of look at the, the your kind of your background first and, and, and walk us through into into the AV part. Um, you have done an awful lot with with the Diversity Council with Avixa, and and more than just the Diversity Council, and more than just with Avixa, but uh, you've helped a lot of folks uh, within the industry understand uh, the need for diversity and, and the importance. Uh, and not to, not for nothing, you are a, a, a young black woman. Uh, so you've got a couple of, of different you know, uh, minority uh, you know, perspectives there when it comes to this industry. And you, know, you and I both will, will use the, the, the phrase, you know, audio guys in this industry. But it's not wrong right? It, it's primarily guys. It's primarily guys. And it's, it's quite frankly, it's primarily white guys. Um, and so, but the industry is changing and the industry is evolving. Talk for a second about, you know, the, the change that you have seen in, in you know, the, over maybe the last 10 or 15 years and how we've gotten to, to where, you know, at least those initial steps to make some of those changes. In terms of diversity, the changes that I've seen in the last couple of years is on the client side mostly. So, you know, 10 years ago, the client side, it was mainly white males who made those technology decisions for their enterprise. But that changed uh, within, from 2010 into 2015, I saw wow. the where now I'm seeing a lot more women decision makers, uh, black, Latin, a lot of different diverse technology managers. And as that change uh, started to happen, those uh, technology managers started to look to the contractors and partners that had a piece of that diversity existing within their company. 
So that kind of, you know, they would look and say, oh, I like this technician. I like that guy. So an AV vendor would consistently make sure that particular guy was on this technology manager's projects. And in a little by little, the more that particular minority tech became a value to that client, the more it helped him, you know, cat or her catapult themselves within the AV uh, organization. Now, if the AV organization did not recognize that, then the client soon would poach that person and take them onto the client side. That has happened a lot in the last five years now. So from 215 to 220, a lot of those technology managers have now been poaching those people because the truth is, as a technology manager, especially with more of an IT core of comprehension, they really wouldn't know how to recruit AV. The only place to get it is a company like an integrator that's already recruited, you know, vetted, trained, trained yeah. certified, right? They did all the work already. So oh, I'll offer them this salary and, you know, and these great benefits that my big Fortune 500 company has to offer. And they'll probably say yes. And most of the time they do. So, um, that's uh, causing, I think, the integrators are now looking at that, especially with the older generation of AV guys that are now starting to retire and just, you know, leave AV and or just go to the client side. They, too, go to the client side after a while. You know, they have all this wealth of experience and legacy experience, and they become VPs in the client organizations. So all that shift, right, is starting to cause the diversity to come in and and now you know people who are leaving retiring or being poached is now looking for causing the industry to look for you know a new new resources and the only ones that are really open and hungry are mostly not the only ones but a lot for the most part are in the diversity area they're hungry they're open they're now learning that AV has this void they can fill and they didn't know that AV existed before because AV hasn't really told on itself enough to the world, right? To let the world yeah. exist everywhere. And now they discovered it like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is what I always do. I like doing this stuff at home. I like doing this for parties. I like teaching. I like whatever it is. They knew that AV was a part of their life. Now they know they can make a living out of it and a good one and learn so much and do so many other things. Now they're gravitating uh, towards this industry, but the work still has to continue in us telling on ourselves in AV. We have to talk about ourselves and not just be, you know, the humble kid in the corner, you know, knows how to do things, but we're not going to show everybody what we know. We got to show the world what we know, who we are, where we exist in this world. And the, the matter is we exist everywhere. And, you know, I, I talk to people all the time. What do you do, Charmaine? I do this. Well, what's that? Uh, you know, when you sit in the restaurant, you know, when you go to the subway and you see those big video walls, you know, when you go to retail and you see those big moving touchscreen interfaces, when you go to Madison Square Garden, when you go to the booths and you hear all that sound and that wonderful stuff and the control that stops and turns things on, right? You have that in your house. Yeah, I have that house. That's AV too. So it's teaching the world more and more that we are very prevalent in the society. Um, we're not going anywhere, um, but that there is room for us to stand on stage next to IT. Well, absolutely, and I, I think that that so one of our our, our long uh, our, our long uh, 
contributors here, Richie Vergoza, used to joke that he would tell his mom that he was a he's a VCR repairman. And and, and you know, yeah, in 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 you know, thirty years ago that was funny. Uh, but now you're right. You know, it, it's you know, it, it, we are everywhere, and we are you know able to to help folks. You know, regardless of whether it's at home or or in the office. Um, talk for a second about your your work in the diversity council and and what you guys have been able to do um, as a group, um, but also you individually, to help you know not just get the the word out there, but also help connect folks and and get um, you know get some some representation in in various areas. Yeah, well, for the last two years, we've done a lot of work in, you know, outreaching not only to the individual members of the council, it had to start with that. So when we get members, you know, the outreach individually to members, you know, a lot of people join a lot of things, not truly understanding what's available to them when they join, you know, an organization. Um, So for me, individually, my work was mostly getting each member to understand the possibility of what we can do as a diversity council, right? To understand, you know, our mission, the kind of diversity we represent, they are part of that diversity and they can get a stake in representing that too on a bigger stage and doing some work and also helping them think through what kind of value they can bring to the council and to the industry as a diverse worker. And so that was most of the work that I individually myself did. After that piece was done, then people came together and said, yeah, well, this is my value. And they talked to each other and this is my value. And let's do this together. Oh, I'm in agreement. Let's tweak it this way. Okay. And they actually started collaborating in such a seamless manner after that. It kind of started taking a life on its own. So um, it's easy to get things done in our council because we're not fighting as much. We're just trying to figure out our common denominators between each other and how we could pull it together to do and execute maybe this one task. And and that's kind of how it comes together. But the first part is making sure that everyone that joins the council understands their value because the hardest part in, in this industry is a lot of people that I've spoken to don't think they have a value in this industry at all. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, have that conversation. Well, I don't know. And I've spoken to this organization and they ignored me and someone thought I was crazy. I said this on LinkedIn. I got all these comments, right? Every time they spoke on it, they got shot down where I came around and I said, no, no, I, I understand it. It is viable. And there is a way to work this into a solution and event and activity to make it even more so. Yes, the programming webinar we did, I was very proud of that webinar because of the diverse participation. Thank you again for moderating that. You were wonderful. And um, it was just what I wanted, what I envisioned uh, you know, diversity to be, a mosaic of different people working together to get something ach- accomplished and achieved. So. Um, Yeah, that's how we work in the diversity council. Um, The things we've done, we've gotten 30 students already hired into AV. Oh, wow. Yeah, 30 um, in working with schools like Lincoln Tech, the Loop Lab, and other, you know, technical schools. So that was great. We've gotten some um, great education workshop initiatives for other students that are still going through it. We got a mosaic scholarship uh, that we did give to one of the students in Lincoln Tech, Esmeralda um, Monroy, 
who could um, now pay for the rest of her tuition and finish up and get her certification and actually get a job this year. So uh, things like that, that was great. Um, we've helped certain people who didn't understand why diversity was important, understand the importance now in some organizations. So mm -hmm. now some, there are a lot of organizations, vendors, manufacturers who are now launching their own diversity initiatives and programs internally because of a lot of the work, the communication, the outreach, the events that we did, um, which is excellent. And, and it's just doing everything, uh, the council is doing everything that it should be, which is continuing to communicate, to outreach, to show the value, the importance, and to help you know those people along. And what I'm especially proud of is the people who have done the events, the activities, they have gotten elevation in their careers from it. Some have gotten promotions uh, from it. Um, some have gotten a, hey, you wanna do this for our company? Yes, um, it, that's my happiest thing to know that it's helped them in their individual careers, whatever that may be, to get to a, a better place and you know, a higher place than where they were before. So um, that's, I think, most especially what I'm happiest about. Um, and um, yeah, it just gives me happiness to see like people just, you know, finding that, finding that strength and, you know, just growing on it and um, being happy about it because a lot of them just, they love AV. Like I love AV, they love AV. They don't want to leave. We don't believe. We just needed you a- can't, You can't leave. It is, it, is, <laughs> it is just the stickiest, the stickiest industry in the world. It um, absolutely is, and we don't want to leave. We don't no. want to be a cog. We don't want to be another cog in a wheel. That's why I left IT. I was just, I was like the Borg. I was assimilating, right? So, <laughs> God love you. Oh man! Anytime you get a Star Trek reference in there, it's always a good thing. I love um, Star Trek. <laughs> so I, I want to. I ask you one one final question as we kind of wrap up here, and it, it's something you mentioned earlier, and that's talking about folks going from one organization to another and, and that legacy of experience as, as we get older. And I, I mentioned the fact that, you know, I am, I am closer to 50 than, than 40. Um, let's just put it that way. Me too. And, you said I was young. So thank you for that. Well, I'm... you're, you're, you, at least you look like younger than me. Um, and we're <laughs> going to say that you're younger than me. Um, and if anybody asks me under oath, I'm going to say you're younger than me. So, um, but it's, it's one of those things where, where, yeah, you know what, there, there are folks that, you know, even, even outside of a normal year, right. And, and COVID has been pretty, pretty hellacious for folks in general, but you know, there are folks that, that either are retiring or they're going to other organizations. How do we, that are, are still in AV and, and, and are getting, you know, maturing, I think is somebody, somebody said the other day. Um, although I will take issue with that, but it has nothing to do with my age. Um, how do we make sure that, that what we've learned is passed along? And how do we make sure that our cohorts, right, who may not be as, as keen on passing on their information and, and their knowledge, because it's hard fought, it's hard won knowledge. And the younger, sometimes the, the attitude is the younger folks should, should learn these hard knock lessons themselves, right? Well, that's not yeah. exactly true. You know, you pass along what you learn, pass along what you know. So the next generation can be better because so, so they can stand on our shoulders just like we stood on the shoulders of the, of the ones before us. So how do we get that and, and how do we transfer that knowledge? 
Well, part of it is you have to incentivize those older people in order to do it. That's a good part of it. Yeah. Incentive doesn't mean monetary necessarily. It could mean more authority. It could mean, you know, a path of progression in their um, responsibilities within your organization. A lot of AV vendors will say, oh, I love that. He's a great old guy. He's been around forever. He knows so much. Okay. How do you recognize that? How do you him you recognize or her that how do you show them that you're not showing you're saying it saying it is not enough anymore you have to do something whether it's a title and more responsibility um give them a place where they have more visibility they need that they need that acclaim uh to in order to feel that their contribution that's like you said, hard earned. Yeah, I broke my back. We figured it out. I, I spoke to a lot of people like that. You know, I, fi I figured out the secret sauce yeah. and I'm not spilling it and sharing it. Well, I'm going to give you an incentive to, you know, you know, you could trademark it, but as long as I get some of the rights to it, so I can use it in my recipe, you know, in my restaurant. Can I use some of your special sauce, please? If I give you this and give you that. Okay. And they will share that. And, and I think that's, that's where uh, AV organizations, they don't think about it enough. They always think it's, oh, I have to give them more money. No, you just have to give them a value, a claim, incentive, something that, that you know, rewards them for all the backbreaking work they did to figure out this key, this knowledge. Sometimes, and I, you know, as a sales rep, and I say this, and I know sales reps are going to look at me really strange. Um, Sometimes it's giving away some piece, you know, can a person get a piece? One company I asked if a particular person can get a slither of my commission for everything I got in with this one particular client, because that person was the per, the client that they liked, the, the engineer, they loved him, great, newest stuff. And I said, well, why can't he get a slither of my engineer? I'm getting so much you know, business and doing so much work, can I give him a, a slice, a percentage? You know, that kind of incentive. Um, it doesn't just come from the management of the company. It also comes from the individual contributors of the company to think that way, find a way, you know, the company together to incentivize those older people who have broken the code, who you rely on foundationally, you know, to execute these solutions, give them something, an incentive. Sit down, talk to them, figure out what that is, what they need, what they're looking for, but do it. And, and that's one way they'll be more than happy to pass this down uh, to the next generation, tie their name to it, give them the recognition. This is, you know, Jim's, you know, solution plan. We call it this because of him, named after him. Find a way to incentivize that. There's no reason why you can't do it. And there's no reason why you shouldn't, you know, they deserve it. They, they, you know, did so many years. I, I, I'll mention Steven Seidenfrau. Uh, many people knew him at AVISPL. When I came into AV 10 years ago, he was one of my mentors. There's so much information and he has passed away now. And he was such a good person that he passed a lot of that to me. That's how I got into, you know, ups to speed on AV so quickly coming from IT because of people like Steven Seidenfrau. And what I did is I looked out for Steve as much as I could. Let's, hey, Steve, here, let's do this, let's do that. Whatever you can do, give them something, incentivize them, 
because he had such a wealth of knowledge. He worked for such organizations and did so many different things. And, and, you know, he needed to know that that's who he was. He did such, you know, you need to let them know, you know, it's not just about money. It's a lot of things you have to ascribe value to people. And that's, you know, the thing that AV has to do more of, find a way to do it. There's so many creative ways to do it. It's undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a good place to stop. But thank you so much, Charmaine Torella. Thank you. And again, congratulations on making the uh, the SEN Hall of Fame. And congratulations to you. Too. Well, well, well I don't know why you think you don't belong there, but. I, I just a I'm just a guy that has dumb questions, so. No, um, you're far from that. I'm so happy that you've made it also. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm happy I made it in with you. How about that? Yay. Yeah. Uh, how do people get a hold of you or or Varix or learn more about the, the Diversity Council? More about the Diversity Council, just Google Avixa Diversity Council and the page link will come automatically up and click on that and you'll see everything we've done, what we're about, and you can even sign up if you want. Um, for me, you can type in my name, Charmaine Terrell on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you will find my profile yes, smiling with a very nicely finished photo <laughs> and reach out to me anytime you want. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for that photo. It was a good investment. And um, yeah, I'll be happy. I respond to everyone. Um, so I'm she happy to speak with people anytime. She very much is. She's, she's helped me an awful lot. So. All right. Thank you so much uh, for us, for Aviation. Go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find programs like this and a host of others, including our two weekly programs. One's called AV Week, looks at the, the commercial side of the AV industry. And one is Resi Week, looks at the residential side. So all that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for this Aviation special.